Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Tango's History, where today we are going to be talking about the Axis Advanced Stalls in World War II, thus continuing our World War II series. So make sure to grab a drink of water, because it may be a long one. On January 1st, 1942, the Allied Big Four, which included the Soviet Union, China, the United Kingdom, and the United States, and 22 smaller or exiled governments, issued the Declaration by United Nations, thereby affirming the Atlantic Charter, and agreeing not to sign a separate peace with the Axis powers. The Atlantic Charter was a statement issued on the 14th of August 1941 that set out American and British goals for the world after the end of World War II. The joint statement, later dubbed the Atlantic Charter, outlined the aims of the United States and the United Kingdom for the post-war world as follows. No territorial aggrandizement, no territorial changes made against the wishes of the people, self-determination, restoration of self-government to those deprived of it, reduction of trade restrictions, global cooperation to secure better economic and social conditions for all, freedom from fear and want, freedom of the seas, abandonment of the use of force, and disarmament, disarmament of aggressive nations. The Charter's adherents signed the Declaration by United Nations on the 1st of January 1942, which was the basis for the modern United Nations. The host country was Newfoundland. The date was from, nine, from the 9th to the 12th of August 1941. Venues were the Naval Station in Argentina and Placentia Bay. Participants of it were Franklin D. Roosevelt and Winston Churchill. It followed the first inter-allied meeting and precedes the Declaration by United Nations. And the key points were the Atlantic Charter. The Charter inspired several other international agreements and events that followed the end of the war. The dismantling of the British Empire, the formation of NATO, and the general agreement on tariffs and trade all derived from the Atlantic Charter. In 2021, a document titled the New Atlantic Charter was signed by the United States President Joe Biden and the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson in their first meeting in Cornwall. Why'd it have to be Bo Jiden, man? Why? During 1942, Allied officials debated on the appropriate grand strategy to pursue. All agreed that defeating Germany was the primary objective. The Americans favored a straightforward large-scale attack on Germany through France. The Soviets were also demanding a second front. The British, on the other hand, argued that military operations should target peripheral areas to wear out German strength, leading to increasing demoralization and bolster res resistance forces. Germany itself would be subject to a heavy bombing campaign an offensive against Germany would then be launched primarily by Allied armor 
without using large-scale armies. Eventually, the British persuaded the Americans that a landing in France was infeasible in 1942, and they should instead focus on driving the Axis out of North Africa. Good plans, Britain. Good plans. Operation Sledgehammer was an Allied plan for a cross-channel invasion of Europe during World War II as the first step in helping to reduce pressure on the Soviet Red Army by establishing a second front. It was to be executed in 1942 and acted as a contingency alternative to Operation Roundup, the original Allied plan for the invasion of Europe in 1943. Allied forces were to seize French Atlantic ports of either Brest or Cherbourg and areas of the Cantantan Peninsula during the early autumn of 1942 and amass troops for a breakout during the spring of 1943. The operation was eagerly pressed for was eagerly pressed for by both the United States military and the Soviet Union, but rejected by the British, who concluded a landing in France was premature and hence impractical. As a result, Sledgehammer was never carried out, and instead, the British proposal for an invasion of France North Africa took place in November 1942 under the codename Operation Torch. Operation Torch, which lasted from the 8th of November 1942 to the 16th of November 1942, was an Allied invasion of French North Africa during the Second World War. While the French colonies formally aligned with Germany via Vichy France, the loyalties of the population were mixed. Reports indicated that they might support the Allies. American General Dwight D. Eisenhower, Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces in Mediterranean Theater of Operations, planned a three-pronged attack on Casablanca, Western, Oran, Center, and Algiers, Eastern. Then a rapid move on Tunis to catch Axis forces in North Africa from the West in conjunction with Allied advance from East. The date was, or some dates were the 8th to the 16th of November, 1942. The location was French Morocco and French Algeria. The result was an Allied victory. Territorial changes were an Anglo-American occupation of Morocco and Algeria, free French control of what of French West Africa, and Case Anton, or Axis occupation of southern France. Belligerents for the Allies were the United States, United Kingdom, British Raj, Free, free France, only the naval or the naval only section, it composed of Canada, the Netherlands, and Australia. The belligerents of Germany, no, the Axis, were Vichy France, Algeria, and Morocco, with Germany and Italy. Commanders and leaders of America, no, allies, were Dwight D. Eisenhower, George S. Patton, yes, Henry Kent Hewitt, uh, and Lord Friedendahl. For the UK, it was Andrew Cunningham and Kenneth Anderson. For the Axis, it was Francois Darlan, Alphonse uh, Huin, Charles Nogis, and Frigs Michelin. And with Germany, it was Ernst Kals. Um, no, not France. Not France at all. Oh, wait, I was right. It is France. 
The strength of the Allies were, on the ground, 107,000 troops, 35,000 in Morocco, 39,000 near Algiers, and 33,000 near Iran. Naval activity of the Allies were 350 warships and 500 transports. In, order, er, in total, there was 850 naval units. On the ground for the Axis were 125,000 troops, 210 tanks, 500 aircraft, and many shore batteries and artillery pieces. Their naval, activi their naval activity was one battleship that was partially armed, 10 other warships, 11 submarines, and with Germany, they had 40 submarines, and Italy had, no, not 40, Germany and Italy had 14 submarines. I can't speak. Casualties and losses of the Allies were 526 dead, the United Kingdom had 574 dead, all the other Allies had 756 total wounded, and one escort carrier, which was the HMS Avenger, sunk with a, to with a total loss of 416 men. There was also four destroyers lost, two sloops lost. What is a sloop? Ah, uh, shit, hold on. A sloop is like a sailboat. Huh, that's weird. They had sloops in Operation Torch. Interesting. Let me go back to the page. Here we go. Okay. Uh, two sloops lost. Six troop ships lost. One minesweeper lost, and one auxiliary anti-aircraft ship lost. The casualties and losses of Vicky France were one thousand over 1,346 dead, um, 1,997 wounded, several shore batteries destroyed, all artillery pieces captured, one light cruiser lost, five destroyers lost, six submarines lost, two flotilla leaders, uh, two flotilla leaders lost. Germany had... Eight submarines lost by the 17th of November. And Italy had two submarines lost by the 17th of November. The Western Task Force encountered unexpected resistance and bad weather. But Casablanca, the principal French Atlantic naval base, was captured after a short siege. The Center Task Force suffered some damage to its ships when trying to land in shallow water. But the French ships were sunk. Or driven off. Iran surrendered after bombardment by British battleships. The French resistance had unsuccessfully attempted a coup or a coup, I think it's coup, coup in Algiers. And even though this raised alertness by the in the Vicky forces, the Eastern Task Force met less opposition and were able to push inland and compel surrender on the first day. The success of Torch caused Admiral Francois Darlan, commander of the Vicky French forces, to order cooperation with the Allies in return for being installed as High Commissioner with many other Vicky officials keeping their jobs. Darlan was assassinated soon after the Free French gradually came to dominate the government. Torch was a, com was a compromise operation that met the British objective of securing victory in North Africa while allowing American armed forces to, or the opportunity to engage in the fight against Nazi Germany on a limited scale. It was the first mass 
involvement of U.S. troops in the European North African theater and saw the first major airborne assault carried out by the United States. Yeah. At the Casablanca Conference in early 1943, the Allies reiterated the statements issued in the 1942 Declaration and demanded the unconditional surrender of their enemies. The British and Americans agreed to continue the, to press the initiative in the Mediterranean by invading Sicily to fully secure the Mediterranean supply routes, although the British agreed to further operations in the Balkans to bring Turkey into the war in May 1943. The Americans extracted a British commitment uh, to limit Allied operations in the Mediterranean to an invasion of the, ma of the Italian mainland and to f invade France in 1944. The Casablanca co Conference, codenamed Symbol, or ANFA conference, was held at the ANFA Hotel in Casablanca, French Morocco from January, four, from January 14th to 24th, 1943, to plan the Allied European strategy for the next phase of World War II. In attendance were United States President Franklin D. Roosevelt and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Also attending were the Sovereign of Morocco Sultan Mohammed V, and representing the Free French Forces, Generals Charles de Gaulle and Henry Giraud, but they played minor roles and were not part of the military planning. USSR General Secretary Joseph Stalin declined to attend, citing the ongoing Battle of Stalingrad as requiring his presence in the Soviet Union. The date was January 14, 1943 to January 24, 1943. The venue was Anfa Hotel, cities were or it was in Casablanca and French Morocco. Participants of it were the United Kingdom, the United States, and Free France. The conference's agenda addressed the specific specifics sorry, of tactical procedure, allocation of resources, and the broader issues of diplomatic policy. The debate and negotiations produced what was known as the Casablanca Declaration. And perhaps its most historically proactive, you know, provocative statement of purpose, unconditional surrender. That doctrine came to represent the unified voice of implacable allied will and the determination that the Axis powers would be fought to their ultimate defeat. That appears to be all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I sure did. And as always, have a great day and night. Whenever you listen to this, wherever you listen to this, I don't really know. And be sure to tune in tomorrow for more or for continuing our World War II series for our 25 days of Christmas. So, I'll see you tomorrow. And good night. <laughs>